This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi Sarah today on a big day for ride hailing in British Columbia. Uber, the world's biggest ride hailing company, officially announces this morning they will apply for a license to operate in British Columbia. Let's check in now with Michael Van Hemmen. He is Uber's head for Western Canada. I'm very pleased to welcome him. Hello. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Thanks a lot for coming on. Let's talk, first of all, about the timeline here. So you've announced this morning that you'll apply for a license to operate in British Columbia. So you'll do that. When, when do they start accepting licenses? In September, right? Yes, they start accepting licenses the beginning of September, and they're saying that it will take about eight weeks to process um, those applications. So uh, we're hopefully on a timeline to be able to operate before the holiday season. Okay, what is the uh, the process here for evaluating these applications? Is there any chance at all that this passenger transportation board could take a look at your application and say and turn it down, or or would that be very unlikely? From our review of what the requirements in the application are, we we see that to be very unlikely. We've got a strong track record of providing safe, affordable rides uh, across Canada and around the world, and we're uh, happy to use that experience to inform our application. Okay, what are the main requirements there that they're looking for that you got to meet? Uh, the main requirements are, are that are you able to provide the service um, and provide it sustainably, or, or are you kind of a, a fly-by-night kind of operator? Um, and, and then as well, is there a need for the service? And the answer to those two, two questions are absolutely. And then the third is what impact do you have on the general, on the overall industry? And, and the impact that we've seen is that Ride-sharing continues to exist alongside taxi and limo everywhere else in the world, and uh, we expect that to, to happen here, here in BC as well. Okay, if you're successful, you get the license, you mentioned that you hope to be up and running and operating before Christmas. Where would Uber be operating and available specifically, do you hope? Yeah, so we're, oper- we're applying to operate in Metro Vancouver. Um, we want to be all across British Columbia, across the entire province. I'm from a small town in in rural BC, I understand the transportation challenges there, but unfortunately, some of the regulations that have been put in place are quite onerous and make it very difficult for our business model to operate in in smaller communities. So we'll be uh, starting with Metro Vancouver and the service area within, you know, the city of Vancouver and the suburbs around that will really be determined based upon the number of drivers that we're able to attract and get online. So if you're interested in becoming an Uber, Uber driver partner, uh, go to driver.uber.com and you can sign up there and start the process. Okay, I want to ask you about that for sure because I'm sure there's listeners interested in that, but let me ask you real quickly about Uber maybe not operating in outside of Metro Vancouver, at least to begin with. We're on the air right now, Michael, in Kamloops. What, what do you say to to listeners in smaller communities in the regions of, the, of, of, the, of British Columbia and to people listening in Kamloops right now? Yeah, no, we we want to be able to operate in, in Kamloops, but the rules that have been put in place make that very prohibitive. Um, and so what, what we continue to do is we continue to engage the government on smart policies that would 
allow us to be able to operate in more locations than just Metro Vancouver. We don't understand why a person who wants to ride share in their Toyota Corolla needs to write a test to drive a minibus which has 25 passengers. It doesn't make any sense. It's not required anywhere else across the country. And we'd like to find a, a way forward that we can ensure safety as we do elsewhere across the country, but uh, put, ensure safety in a way that allows uh, ride sharing to operate in more communities. Okay, dis- despite that, the concerns you've outlined there about the commercial license requirement, the Class 4 license, you've announced this morning that you're going to apply for the op- license to operate in British Columbia anyway. So for people listening right now, Michael, who are thinking like, wow, I want to be an Uber driver, how do they do that? Yeah, so there's the first thing that you really should do is, is sign up at driver.uber.com, and you can provide us with your contact information, um, and we'll continue to be in touch with you to walk you through the different steps. One of the uh, big steps that you do need to get, which I alluded to, is you need to get a Class 4 license. Right. Or if you have a Class 1 or, one or 2 license, that, are, that works as well. But a Class 4 license, you have to go to ICBC and do a written test uh, and a driver's test as well. So that takes a couple of months to complete. So really start that process today. Start that process this week. Um, study before you go write the, t- the written test because it does take a little bit of, of work to, to get through it because there's questions um, that relate to uh, uh, the study guide that you might not necessarily expect. Um, but start <laughs> you, that you, like today. you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned driving a mini bus. You got to know how to drive a mini bus. What's that about? Uh, you have to know the, the some of the concepts around that. Yeah. So huh. so in order to go through that process, though, in order for us to, to actually be able to offer the service, we need enough drivers to be able to to do that. So yeah. we have to really thank British Columbians for all, that, all the support that they've done in order to encourage politicians to bring forward uh, new options and also to encourage the PTB to set rules that allow us to be able to operate. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great, but again, it's, it continues to be in the hands of British Columbians. Uh, if there's uh, enough drivers, then we're able to, to operate in, in, larger, in larger areas, and we hope to be able to do so. Okay, I'm speaking to Michael Van Hemmen. He's the head of operations for Uber in Western Canada, and the company's announced this morning they'll apply for a license to operate uh, in BC starting, they'll put the license application in September. Um, Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General, told me the other day that there's already 160,000 people in British Columbia who have a Class 4 driver's license. That's a pretty big pool. Do you, I mean, do you anticipate that maybe, I don't know, you might even get a lot of taxi drivers want to drive for Uber. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people who look at the ability to earn on your own schedule when you need money. So if you need an extra hundred or a couple hundred dollars at one point in time, and you have the qualifications, you can go online and you can earn that money so that your family can pay the bill that you might have not not expected coming up. Uh, if you if you're a taxi driver and if you want to stop a shift in order to be able to go to your kid's soccer game or dance dance practice, you can you can do that. You have that flexibility. You don't need to sign up for a twelve hour shift and be online all those twelve hours. Right. Ride sharing is one of the few one of the few jobs that you can earn money on demand. You can choose when and where you you uh, you want to earn. And so it's incredibly empowering uh, for for drivers to be able to to do. I had a teacher um, the other day from 
from Edmonton who is saying that she she drives in July so that she can take a an, a an extra special vacation in August, right? And so there's the whole gamut of people who who look to be able to participate. And so what we're saying to people today again is if you're interested in becoming uh, a, a driver or know people who are, get them to sign up at driver.uber.com and we oh. look forward to, to partnering with them. How much money can people make driving an for Uber? Yeah, so so when we look at at cities across across North America, uh, the the earnings are are quite attractive. So in a city like Seattle, we've we've publicly published that, which is you know close to us, that over over twenty dollars an hour. Uh, so it's something that you can make money on demand, and and we're really excited about the opportunity for for drivers here in BC. What do you say to people who are concerned? For example, the mayor of Surrey, Doug McCallum, who is out this week with a statement saying he's opposed to ride hailing. He doesn't want to see you guys start operating here. What do you say to uh, the critics? And one of the the criticisms he has is, what about traffic congestion? What if this thing is so popular, a lot of people decide they want to be Uber or Lyft drivers, you create gridlock and traffic congestion on the streets of Metro Vancouver. We got enough traffic congestion as it is. What do you say to that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with with regards to Surrey, when we do when we do polling, and we've done some polling specifically in Surrey a couple of months ago with Main Street, we found that well over seventy percent of Surrey residents want ride sharing across Metro Vancouver, and they want it in their own community. And the reason is is that while Surrey has been growing gangbusters compared to, especially compared to the rest of the region, transportation investments in that in that part of the the city really haven't been able to keep up because the growth has been going so fast. So they look around, they hear about their friends in Toronto, in Seattle, in Edmonton, in Calgary, and their friends are being able to use ride-sharing, which is providing them the flexibility to be able to get around their own community uh, without owning you know, two cars, which most family, a lot of families in the suburbs uh, really feel like they need. I think of my own family. You know, We have three kids, and our, our youngest is getting into soccer this year, so we've got three kids and activities now in the evening. My wife and I really only want to be a one-car family in the suburbs. We don't want to have to go out and buy that second car. And so having ride-sharing here, fortuitously as it is for when my youngest son is starting soccer as well, it will allow my wife and I to, to hop in the car with, hop into an Uber with, with, one, of those, uh, with one of our kids in order to get them uh, to, their, to their practices and what? appointments without having to purchase a second one. Right. What about the traffic congestion, though? This is a common criticism. Yeah, and so the, so I think that's really the point. So if we're able to prevent uh, people, able to provide an option that allows people to not purchase a second vehicle, people will continue to use ride-sharing and use transit more often and other options that are, that are more sustainable. When people buy a car, they are more likely to use that car, right? And so what, what we all need to do is to find more ways to provide options that also increase affordability for people so that they're not okay. pushed into the decision just to, to buy another car. Last question for you. What do you say to the taxi drivers out there? A lot of them listen to NW and in the car. A lot of them probably listening to you yeah. right now. What do you say to them? Yeah, so, so taxi and ride-sharing coexist across Canada, um, and there's data from Toronto, from Calgary, from other cities that, that show that that's the case. At the same time, though, if you're looking for a flexible earning opportunity that you can make money on your own time, uh, in your own car, on your own schedule, that Uber is a great opportunity for you, and we hope that you'd uh, consider partnering with us. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, Mike, for having me and all the, all the listeners out there who've been supporting ride-sharing since day one. Okay, I appreciate your time today. That's Michael Van Hemmen. He is the head of operations for Uber 
in Western Canada. This is Mike Smith.